2: This is Kansas State's Cooper Beebe, and you're listening to the PowerCat Post Game Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribing to this show on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the
3: PowerCat Post Game Podcast, brought to you by Caddy Shack Golf, Kansas State. Oh, they lose to oh. Tulane 17 to 10. A miserable offensive performance by the Wildcats. Quarterback Adrian Martinez, offensive coordinator Colin Klein. The line, Deuce wasn't the same Deuce we've always seen. It was a pretty dreadful performance. Defense played okay. Special teams were, huh, just there. Tim Fitzgerald, Brian Hanley, here we go, seventeen to ten. Brian, uh, let's just start with the quarterback. I mean, it's it's the elephant in the room. Adrian Martinez yep. was bad, and yep. I, I I can look at the stats, and this is how worthless stats can be. Twenty one of thirty one, one hundred and fifty yards, uh, no interceptions, and yet he was bad. Yeah, he was bad. Give me your assessment of what's going wrong with Adrian Martinez, because I got to be honest. Everyone said he's a turnover machine. He's going to make some big plays, but he's going to turn it over a lot. We haven't seen that at all from him. We've seen the opposite. We've seen a kid so timid to make a turnover. He can't make big plays. Your thoughts. That's
1: literally what it is. And it's at this point, it's a problem. I know that we were talking about that. It wasn't going to be a problem and it hadn't been because we've won. Well, in a game that we had to, to show and throw, get the ball down the field, they literally were just saying, you're not going to run the ball the way that you, and they did it differently. But, it, it it was a problem. He was just bad. He was just bad. I mean, and if you also look at average yard per pass, it was 4.8 yards per for pl- per pass per completion. That's not going to win you any football games. So I, I, I don't know. I guess at this point in time, it's a huge problem. And I know that they tried to, to poo poo it away, you know, during the week but you have to go make a play, throw the ball down the middle of the field. Either it's that, or we have the the big 12's worst receivers, because if nobody's ever opened and you're just holding it and holding it and holding it and just, it was horrible. It was a horrible display. And it's, it's just mind numbing to be honest with you, because at first I thought it was just vanilla. But it's not vanilla. It's not vanilla because you can't go vanilla to go lose a football game. If you're doing that, you should be fired immediately. Right. I go, play. you know, it's just – it was just bad quarterback play, man. It just was. I'm, I'm just being honest.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, there's no way to shake it out. I'm sitting up in the press box. I've got, you know, a full view of the field, and I'm seeing open guys. And I'm seeing a quarterback who doesn't recognize open receivers or – Holds on to the ball so long, he almost got Philip Brooks killed at one point in the game because he yeah. didn't, he's not being definitive in anything he does, and that includes his running game, which has typically been a strong point of his game. He looks hesitant in that, and someone pointed out on the message boards, he runs out of bounds, he avoids contact. I feel like he's he's playing defense with his whole game. Yeah, I don't I don't want to make a turnover. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to. It's everything he doesn't want, and I, I'm. I don't know what they're going to do. If if they go down to Oklahoma on Saturday and he's this kind of quarterback in the first half, you have to make a change. You have to put someone yeah. else on the field.
1: You do. And the thing that was the most hesitant for me is on that fourth down play in the fourth quarter on the option, pitch the ball to the best player on the football field, yep. and he wouldn't do it. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, that to me summed up the entire day of the indecisiveness because you wouldn't pitch it. You got slow played by a guy that literally he didn't want to tackle you. He was just waiting for you to make a decision and you wouldn't make one. And then it was too late to make one. And it's just, it's just what you said. There's open guys. You got to throw the football. If you turn it over, Okay, we don't want, nobody wants turnovers. He doesn't either. Nobody wants a turnover. But if you don't give yourself a chance, you can't win. You, and it's just what you said. Go down to Oklahoma, if you're going to play that way, the score will be 35 to nothing at halftime. I go, because they're going to give so many chances, our defense is going to be worn out. Yeah. I mean, we cannot do that. You've got to go win. Now, again, it, it, the play calling was atrocious. I mean it was atrocious we got to call it what it is it's not the same Colin Klein that we saw in the bowl game against LSU it's just not it's not the same guy
3: well it it was disturbing you know he was put in as offensive coordinator following Courtney Messingham's Horrible display of fourth down, third down play calling at Texas. And then he repeated almost all the same mistakes. Yep. I, I don't know why offensive coordinators are going into the shotgun so often on fourth down. Colin Klein of all people should know that your best play is line up and go for it with a quarterback sneak, go to that jumbo formation that they used when he was quarterback quarterback it's not that complicated. Quit making fourth down that complicated.
1: Nope. Or if it's just punt the football.
3: Yeah, they had a couple you know times what? they should have.
1: Just punt the football. Stop playing this, analy- oh, we're going to get it. Well, first of all, you haven't been pushing them around, and I know we're going to get to that offensive line play, so we'll leave it for that. But the bottom line is punt the football. Just see, you can punt it because sooner or later things were going to break one way or another. Play the field position game, but we stopped doing that. And eventually it broke on us. I'm like, but you can't, it's just what you said. You can't make fourth downs that complicated. It's just not. Even if you do line up in the shotgun and it's fourth and one, put a fullback in the game and run directly behind him. Get some momentum. Stop all the sideline and trying to be cute and all that kind of stuff. Just go get a first down. That's all
3: you got to do. Just go get a first down. Yeah, I I was baffled by the execution, not just the play calls, but the execution, constantly throwing short of the sticks against a defense that wasn't missing tackles. When you're no, throwing short weren't. of the sticks, you're, you're relying on your receiver to make someone miss. I don't remember many missed tackles from the Green Wave. Nope. That was an exceptionally well-coached defense. They were in their spots, doing their jobs, and we can – you know, shower all the the blame on Colin Klein and Adrian Martinez. But brother, K State got out coached from top yes, to bottom. Willie Fritz took Chris Klein into school. And yep. you just outlined some of those problems, but um and you brought it up. Let's go to it. That offensive line stunk. Oh yeah. Stunk. And you know what was worse was the fullbacks and tight ends and their blocking. It was awful.
1: It was they- awful. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No,
3: go. I'm I'm just it, it I'm, was just
1: yeah. it was awful all the way around. They literally got pushed around. And, and, and that's hard to say about an off of the line that is as good as what I really think that they are. And they got pushed around. But if you go back to the pregame podcast though, Fitz, we talked about it. Willie Fritz was going, their team was gonna be prepared. Mm-hmm. They were going to play extremely hard, and they weren't gonna beat themselves. And that's literally what happened yep. And in K-State again, offensive line getting pushed around pre-snap penalties, taking you out of drive and pre-snap penalties are literally just like turnovers. I'm like, you know, when you're going, trying to go for it on fourth down and, and third and short, and you get these pre-snap penalties. I'm like, what is going on here? People. And it was just, he got out coached. We got out coached. They were the more physical football team. They wanted it more than we were. They, they, I mean, they looked, like the 14-point favorite today. And they didn't miss tackles. It's kind of what you said. They did not miss any tackles. I thought the defense did fine. I mean, they did fine. I'm not saying they played great. But they, I mean, they didn't play horrible by any stretch. Offense should be ashamed of themselves today. They should be ashamed of themselves.
3: Absolutely. It was <clears throat> just a dreadful dreadful performance but you're right the defense was pretty good um uh you know 336 yards both teams had 336 yards Tulane did it on 66 plays K state did it on 73 plays K state had more time of possession it's not like Tulane was killing it on third down they were nope. they were one of 12 but they were one of one on fourth down because they decided to play for the win and you know what they did they snuck the quarterback. Yeah, they lined up and said we're tougher than you and proved the point and earned the win. I Tulane's got to be proud of themselves. This wasn't a fluke. This wasn't no. this wasn't something that um we didn't say wasn't possible because we knew they were going to be well coached. They just outplayed, out coached out everything to K State. Uh, I I was kind of blown away by how bad it was. But the defense did play Good enough to win, you held your opponent yeah. to seventeen points, man, if in this day and age, if you can't score twenty points to win a game, what are you doing?
1: yeah, yeah, and then here's the thing. it's not getting any easier. It's not gonna get any easier. I mean, it's the big twelve, and teams are scoring points. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, tech. Kansas, West Virginia, everybody's scoring points. We are going to have to figure out a way to throw the football down the field. And again, I know it was just one game. So, but it it hasn't been one game where we're talking about throwing the football down the field. It's been several games. At some point, we got to say, you know what? We got to throw the ball crossing routes past the sticks like you mentioned, throw it to a tight end up the scene, get the ball down the field. Because if you just look at what Tulane did, it wasn't very complicated, Fitz. It really wasn't. All they did was line up in a two deep shell, and at the snap, most safeties run back. They didn't. Their safeties came forward, they came down, and oh, here's the fit. Nobody's going to block me. I'm going to make the tackle. And that's literally what happened. It wasn't a complicated scheme to figure out. They weren't trying to trick us. They didn't do any of that. It was just, we're in a two deep show. We know you're going to run it. We're going to come downhill and we're going to make the tackle. And that's literally what happened. And our offensive line or our defensive line is going to push your offensive line around. And that's what happened. It, It was just bad, man, but it was one game. It was one game, but we gotta be better. Gotta be better.
3: Yeah, I I am dumbfounded um by what I'm seeing at quarterback because this wasn't a scenario I envisioned. No. I I thought he'd be either really good or be the exact same he was at Nebraska. And here we are. He's 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 neither. He's oh. just just so gun-shy that he's paralyzed and if they don't break him out of it in the first half against Oklahoma, uh, it's going to be a long year. It really is.
1: You have to. you got to do something because you can't just sit there and have your quarterback play this way and put the team in jeopardy. Look, I know that's saying a lot about putting a kid in that type of pressure, but you know what? It's big 12 football. It's big time football pressure's involved. And if you're not going to do your job up to the capabilities the number one, I think that he is, but I think it's all in his head. And if you're not going to do it, you yeah. got to get somebody else in there because guys work too hard for people not to afford to, to be in their head and be in the way. So one thing is you physically can't do it. That's a totally different conversation, but if it's in your head, then you got to get on the bench and let somebody else get out there.
3: You're listening to the power cap post game podcast sponsored by Caddy shack golf. I am Tim Fitzgerald. That is Brian Hanley and Caddy Shack, Caddy shack golf caddy with two T's visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed golfing Willie apparel accessories and more use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. Um, Oddly, um, our, our message boards are kind of active. Man, fans fans have a right to be upset. And yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to I Like Pickles Cat on the message boards because he was warning of this. He, he, he saw it more clearly than any of us that Adrian uh, was overly shy, just didn't have it in his tank. And um, he called it out. He was kind of harsh, but he was right. He was 100% right. And having to go on the road to open Big 12 play against an Oklahoma team that looked like a freight train today in Lincoln, Nebraska, Ooh. is a lot to ask of this team. They're going. It's going to have to be a major bounce back from what happened today at Bill Snyder Family Stadium.
1: Yeah, they, they're going to have to put something together. Now, look, the one thing that you can say is, you know what? We didn't empty all you know, the bullets that we had in the gun, we did, we kept not I mean, if you just look at the offense, clearly we didn't. And so maybe we're holding back, but again, that, that just comes with, if we really did that and lost the football game, I, I can't trust anybody to make good decisions. Yeah. That's just me. And maybe that's being too harsh, but if you really went that vanilla and cost your team a football game, I mean, that's inexcusable literally, but they're going to have to turn it around but I've seen it before. I've seen it before. I've seen this play out before where we've gotten better, but it's just what you said. Oklahoma is good. We knew they were going to be good. I don't know why people didn't think they were going to be good. I don't know why people don't think Brent Venables can coach football because the man can, and it's going to take a huge attitude adjustment. It's going to take coaches their attitude adjustment coaching is going to have to be a lot better. We're just going to have to to dig deep here because this thing can get off the rails quickly.
3: If we don't. Yep. How worried are you about the offensive line?
1: I'm very worried. Yeah, I'm, I'm very worried. <laughs> I mean, they, they got pushed around by somebody that they shouldn't have gotten pushed around by. And I know what we, I mean, just think back to the games that we've played. If the, we've, we've ran and we had a lot of success against Missouri. We didn't necessarily just dominate and push them around. I mean, we, we ran for a lot of yards, but it wasn't one of those things to where oh they're just dominating every the line of scrimmage, even in the first game. And today it was horrendous. I mean, they. I'm just. I'm, I'm worried that we're not going to be able to compete with a good offensive line or a good defensive line. Now again, like I said. Maybe we just we're not showing all the things that we need to show, and that will help. But they have to be way better because today they look like a bad offensive line, and I don't think that the guys are. I think they're a good
3: offensive line, but today they look bad. No, they really did. They got they got taken to school, and I got to say, um, whoever's teaching tackling at Tulane needs needs a raise because yes, sir, that was incredible. Yes, uh, sir, absolutely. They got Deuce Vaughn. And they got him on the ground, and they went yep. right at his ankles. I thought it was fascinating the way they went after him. They stayed as low as possible on him and took away his low center of gravity as an advantage. I'm afraid they they put something on film that everyone's going to try to do.
1: Yeah, they did. They just got the guy on the ground, and they, I mean, again, I mean, it talked about strategy. It wasn't anything tricky, Fitz. It it, it really wasn't. They just said, you know what we're going to be down to the box. We're going to have these safeties come down because you know you're going to run it. We don't respect your passing game, not even a little bit. And we're going to come down here and we're going to make tackles. And even when you go to three, four, five wide receivers, we don't think that you can throw the football. We're going to single cover all of these guys. And when you do run it, which we did an awful lot, we're going to come down and we're going to make the tackle. And they did. They just, they got you. I, I mean, Can you count how many missed tackles were in the game by the, I don't remember really any and how often can you say that with dudes Vaughn running the football? I mean, he's always breaking tackles and he didn't break me. If any today didn't break any,
3: this is the Powercat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddy Shack Golf. That's one half of the show. We're not going to be very long today, folks. I wonder why. And after this short break, we will come back with some questions from Wabash Station, the ones I can read um, that are um, family-friendly, so to speak. I will get to those in a little bit. Stand by. Brian Hanley and I will continue. This is Kansas State's Daniel Green, the leaders in K-State sports coverage. We'll be right back with more of the Powercat post-game
2: podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: This is Kansas State's Felix and Yuriko Uzama. Welcome back to the Powercat Post Game Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Welcome back to the PowerCat Cat Post Game Podcast. Kansas State loses to Tulane on Saturday afternoon at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, 17 to 10, in a very, very frustrating day. If you were watching Kansas State try to play offense, and I mean try to play offense, we're sponsored by Caddyshack Golf for k K-Staters by k staters It's jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories. Caddyshack Golf wears caddy with two T's. Visit caddyshackgolf.com. Use code. GPC on your next order, man. I, I, I can this offense be fixed, Brian? I think it can.
1: I think it, I think it can be fixed, but I don't know that the quarterback that's in place is the person that fixes it. I just I can be honest with you about that. I, I just don't know. I haven't seen anything that says that it can. Not this year. Not with the, him playing this year in Nebraska. Yes at Kansas state. I haven't seen it. And if we're not going to see it, then you can't stay quarterback. Cause like I mentioned before, this thing can get off the rails quickly because this, the, it, the season isn't slowing down at all. It is only picking up steam and big 12 looks like one of the best conferences out there. It literally does. And you're going to have to be able to score some points Got to move the football down the field. Got to be able to throw the football down the field, man. I mean, this, I mean, literally, it it, it was just bad. We got to do something to fix it. And hopefully we can, but if not, we got to make a change. We just have to. We're too good, Fitz. We're
3: too good in other areas. Yeah, I thought the defense overall was very good. But, and and considering how bad a situation they were put in by their offense, an offense that was. Oh my gosh! Two of fifteen on third down conversions, and one of five on fourth down conversions, and I think the four they messed—they were all in shotgun. I—I I, yeah. I, I can't explain it. I—I I don't understand that at all. Um, as Kansas State's Deuce Vaughn. Carried the ball 20 times for 81 yards. He missed a big chunk of the third quarter due to cramping up. D.J. Giddens came in, carried it nine times for 46 yards. I guess Deuce was 20 for 81. 46 yards. I thought D.J. Giddens was a bright spot on the offense. I. I, I, I saw a running back out there that was making things happen. I think they should have probably played him a little bit more because he was actually getting to the edge. And and look, I, I know that they've had success getting Deuce Vaughn, quick hitters up the middle and into the defense through the defense, they know it hit him. But after three and a half quarters of it not working, they kept going to it. And at some yeah. point, you got to say, you know what, this ain't working. We got we got to try something else. But I didn't. I just didn't see any adjustments made by the offensive staff as this game wore on.
1: Yeah, that that was the part that was disheartening. You thought, okay, the first half was a bad first half. They clearly outplayed us. And yet there we were. And for me, it was just like, okay, we gotta be able to make some adjustments here and go to something different. We gotta get out of this vanilla football because what we're doing, it literally isn't working. I go, so we got to change some things and make some things happen. And we didn't do any of that. It was the same stuff over and over all the same things that we had just been complaining about the last couple of years, you know, with offensive coordinator and and here we are. And it was the same thing, zero imagination, zero imagination. And you can't play football at any level right now. If you're not going to have imagination, you just can't, especially, Big 12 football. You can't play Big 12 football
3: with no imagination. And no, we had none, literally none. It was pathetic. K-State Emaul, 1989, asked a pretty good question here. It was upside down day most of the day. The percentage don't favor punting with three minutes left. Uh, one first down and it's over. And that's exactly how it played out. Uh, why did they I, – I didn't understand the end of the game. Can you help me understand no. the end of the game?
1: No, nope, I can't. I can't understand it because here's the thing. You go for it. You don't get it. You still, you give yourself that opportunity to get it. So what did you gain by punting? You didn't gain anything. It wasn't a field position, a yardage thing. Nobody cared at that point. It was like, can we get a first down? We need to get a first down. You didn't even give yourself an opportunity or, or a chance to be able to do that. And I, I was just like, Oh my goodness, what, what are we doing? Well, three times we hadn't, they hadn't been on a three now. I mean, it's not like we just stopped them every single time. I mean, we had gotten some stops, but they were moving the football too. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm baffled. I know I'm, I'm repeating myself, so I apologize, but it just, it just makes me so mad when, sometimes it's coaching that gets in the way when you know that what you see should be so much better. And yet when they get in the way and don't put the guys in a position to succeed, that's what drives me insane because kids are kids. They're out there playing as hard as they can, whether it's good or bad. But as adults, as coaches, when you don't put them in the position to succeed, that's a problem for me. It's
3: just a problem for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. Um, percent Is this K State team? I feel like this K State team has the makings of a good team. They, yeah. they, I mean, they've got to fix the passing game, and without fixing the passing game, everyone's going to do what Tulane was able to do, and that's take away the run game. You you've yeah. got to have balance, but you also you know you need to stick with your run game. You can't abandon it, but get the ball downfield. I feel like somewhere tonight, Ben Sennett is sitting around wondering, what did I do wrong here? I was open up the seam all day long. Yeah. He was running free through that, that zone defense, and it, they never looked at him. Nope. I, I'm, I'm, it, it's it's really, really hard to explain what happened.
1: The thing about it is, it's, is that you've got somebody that's not giving himself an opportunity, just holding on to the football. We saw that in the very first game of the year. And we thought, yeah, maybe he's just going through his progression. We saw it again last week. And then we saw it again today. It's like, look, you have to throw the football. And when we talk about getting the ball down the field, I don't want people to get the misconception that you got to throw the ball 40, 30 yards down the field. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about throwing intermediate routes, 10, 12, 15 yards down the field. You have to do that. And literally every level of football from high school up to be a successful offense. You have to do that. And K-State, literally we don't do it. That's the whole thing. We don't do it. Now, again, we can talk about putting them in better positions to succeed. Great. But if you got a guy out there that's gun shy, he has to come off the field. He just has to come off yeah, the field.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm to the point now where I don't even know how long of a lease you give him at Oklahoma. I mean, if you get down big time and he's, well, inept again at at quarterback, you you can't even go to halftime. You've got to make a change in the first half if it's getting away from you. But do you pull the red shirt off Will Howard and say, we're just going to go for it and play you? I I guess what I'm saying is I feel like they've gone all in on Adrian Martinez and they've got to be second-guessing that right now.
1: They have to be. They have to be second guessing it. And my thing is, is what I said earlier, the team is too good at all the other positions at other spots for us to just throw in the towel because our quarterback is gun shy or is, or is playing bad. It, they we're too good at other positions for that to happen as a coaching staff, they gotta be willing to say, you know what? Let's pivot. We made a mistake or it's not working out. It's not that you necessarily made a mistake. It's it's just not working out the way that we wanted it to. Okay, we got to go in a different direction. That happens. It it, it is what it is. But you can't punish everybody else because something isn't working out at the most important position on the field. You have got to make a change. And if that happens in the first quarter, then it happens in the first quarter. And as far as how long of a leash, I mean, to me, guys know, and that's the thing about it, guys in the locker room know, and they're going to know. And if you don't make the change soon enough, you'll start seeing friction in the locker room. As good as a locker room that K-State has, you'll start to see it because guys don't want to lose. And they know where the problems lie. They do. I mean, whether they're going to spurt it out in the paper or the press or whatever, that's something different. But guys, know they're not going to want to go lose because somebody's not doing, not pulling their weight. So and if it, and a good coaching staff is going to understand that and will make the necessary changes because it's just what you said. K-State's got a good football team. They do. And hopefully this is fixable because if it is, we can still be a good football team. I don't think we should throw in the towel yet, but we got to make the necessary changes. That's it. We, we
3: have to. Physics, Faith on the message board asked, why were there so many just, he uses the word fixable, fixable penalties, just lining up offsides and false starts. And it it just struck me that from the very start of this game, the players weren't fully locked in on the game.
1: They weren't ready. That, that's all coaching. They literally weren't ready to play. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. They, I mean, and that's all that it is. Pre-snap penalties are all mental and that becomes a habit, And that's because they're not being, they're, they're not being coached out of that. The, I mean, when you're coached out of that, you run them until they literally puke because you had a pre-snap penalty. What are you doing? And if you continue to do that, you just won't play anymore. Yeah. Got to start putting those kind of consequences. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, You don't keep having these things happen. I mean, the guys just weren't ready to play. It's pretty much that simple. They
3: weren't. K-State Dave55 is wondering, Kleiman and Klein have sworn that they have a really good passing game. They've seen it in practice. Uh, Are they lying? What's going on here? I mean, uh, is it just Adrian's getting into a game with the pressure and shutting down?
1: I mean, if that's the case, then he can't be on the football field. And I don't want to hear that you've seen it in practice. You know how many times coaches, they always say, well, I see it in practice. He does it in practice. Well, practice is practice. The game is the game. And if you can't translate practice to the game, you can't be on the football field. I mean, you could say that. I mean, think about kickers. They talk about kickers and they make them all in practice. But if you miss them in the game, guess what? They're not kicking anymore. And quarterback has to be the same way. You can be as great as you want to be in practice. If that doesn't translate to the game, nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. You've got to be in the game because the game is what counts.
3: Yep, indeed. He's Brian Hanley. He knows a little bit about playing offensive line. He did it at Coffeeville Community College and then Kansas State. And he is our football analyst at GoPowerCat.com. We will meet up again for a pregame podcast leading up to the Cats and Sooners, 7 p.m. next Saturday down in Norman. Oh, boy. Here we go into Big 12 play. And the Big 12 looks loaded. And if K-State isn't ready, they're going to get run over. They're just going to get flattened. You think their feelings were hurt after losing to Tulane. Brian, Oklahoma could hurt their feelings a lot worse than that.
1: Yeah, OU's good. Again, I've said it before. I've been trying to tell as many people as possible, Brent Venables is a good football coach. I know people have hard feelings about Brent Venables. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't, but the one thing that you should understand is is Brent Venables is a really, really good football coach. He knows what he's doing. And if K-State doesn't come prepared and we come in, you know, just, if we come in like we did today, it'll be 35 nothing at halftime. I mean, it really will. It literally will. I know that's that's harsh, but I'm just being honest. It will. If you know they have more talent than than we do. They always do. But we're always well coached. We got to be better, man. We just got
3: to be better. Otherwise, it'll get ugly. Well, Brian, um, I'll wrap it up this way. Folks, I know you're upset. I am too. You can tell Brian is upset. But hug the family, kiss the pets, and go anger shop at Caddyshack Golf. That's why I handle things in the Fitzgerald family. From the golf course to tailgates, show your purple pride all week long. Caddyshack Golf, where Caddy with two Ts. They are the sponsor of this podcast. Please support them. Brian, thank you very much. I know you were uh, uh, out of town today and did this uh, kind of uh, remotely for us, and we really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, brother. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Okay, picture this.